Is this thing on? Hey, we're back. It's the Palo Buzz, your source for all things digital marketing and technology. I'm Keith, content marketer and copywriter for Palo Creative. On the podcast, when's the last time you checked your social media icons and links on your website? There's a change you're going to need to make. Plus, the whole Facebook Instagram outage of 2019 cost more than a few likes. Small businesses lost thousands of dollars the day the social media platforms went down. How you as marketers can be prepared for if that day ever returns. And we'll talk about a bunch of other things. The Palo, the Palo Creative crew is here. We have Jim, our digital media director, John, marketing and media manager, and we can't forget about our digital marketers, Ryan and Stephanie. Hey everyone. I feel like it's been a while since we've uh, been together in this room. It has been. It has been a while. It's been a long time. Lots changed since then. A lot has changed. Mm -hmm. It's It's good to have everyone together again. Had to dust off the audio board (laughs) so the microphones were getting a little dusty in the storage room. (laughs) It's been so long that Google Plus is already gone. Uh, Stephanie, Mm -hmm. so if you're a business and have Google Plus, what do you need to do or what do you need to know about? So, yeah, it's kind of been a long time coming for this. Um, So Google Plus was actually launched in um, 2011 to kind of compete with Facebook and Twitter. Um, But Google never really saw the engagement that they were looking for with it. Um, So if you have a Google Plus account, you may have received a notification um, saying your account was being deactivated. Um, And the real reason, the kind of final straw of why Google Plus is going away is because of a data breach um, that kind of took place between 2015 and March of 2018. Um, So during a software audit, they found a glitch that was actually allowing third-party apps to access the personal information of um, nearly half a million users on Google+. So um, information that was disclosed includes like people's names, um, their email, their gender, and their age um, between that span of time. So... As of April 2nd, your um, Google Plus account is going to be deactivated. Um, so if you still have your icons on your website, just make sure to you know, remove those or replace with any new you know, social profiles that you have um, because those links you know, will no longer work. So that sounds like a pretty lame excuse to me. <laughs> a security breach? What hasn't been breached? Mm-hmm. Everybody still shops with their cards, even though all the retailers get hacked. Facebook has had security issues. Everybody has had security issues. I think the real reason is no one was using no it. Nobody likes it. Google Plus. Yeah, Everyone forgot that about was just it. Kind yeah, of they're an like, excuse. yeah, oh, the data breach. We got to shut it down right. now. Well, yeah. <laughs> Nobody likes yeah. it. Yeah. Nope. So it really just never got, you know, the user engagement that they really wanted. So this was kind of, yeah, you're right, Jim, kind of like an excuse. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> topic. Okay. What is it? I'll tell them. Okay. But we can plug this at the end. So. Okay. Well, it's believed to be the biggest interruption ever suffered as Facebook, Instagram, Messenger, and WhatsApp went down for hours, impacting the U.S., Central and South America, and Europe. And while we don't have the official numbers, it's estimated the outage cost businesses more than $80 million. So, Ryan, as marketers, if this was to ever happen again, what should marketers be on the lookout for? Yes, so you are correct. That was the longest outage in Facebook's 15-year history. Uh, and this happened about two weeks ago on the 13th. Uh, 
many of us were affected by it. I know I was. I was working on some ads, setting up some new ads at the time, and couldn't. I had to wait till the next day. And uh, although outages like what happened on the 13th are rare, they do happen. And to make sure you're prepared for the next time a platform like Facebook or Instagram or whatever goes down, there's a couple easy steps you could take. Uh, uh, the first step when you're experiencing problems with a social media platform is to make sure you're not experiencing any issues on your end. Uh, you want to check to see if your Wi-Fi is working, restart your computer or browser, or even check a website such as downforeveryoneorjustme.com to see if an outage is happening. If there is an, out, an actual outage happening, a good idea is to reach out to on other platforms to let your audience know. Keeping your audience informed is always important. And you also want to keep up on your other platforms while your one platform is down. If you're running on any ads on a platform that is down, such as Facebook, a good idea is to pause ads if you're able to. If you can't pause ads and there's an internal error, such as what happened on Facebook, for example, uh, they'll generally credit your account. After the outage, you want to make sure your ad campaigns are back up and running. Keep a close eye and make sure there's an, another outage that happens after. And then you can modify your normal social media posting schedule to account for any missed posts you may, may have missed out on. Did we ever get an official statement of what caused outage? Do we know? I don't think so. I know the ga- the uh, the one executive re- resigned over it. The chief product officer? I believe he resigned. So I don't know if you guys believe in conspiracy theories, but I was told one that the Chinese hacked Facebook. I think that's because, false. Because if you went into your settings under something with an account, all of the English was changed to Chinese. Interesting. And that Facebook is keeping it on the DL that they actually got hacked. Like they're like a big hack that they couldn't fix. We should start an investigation. We should. One thing, if there's any listeners that do their own Facebook ads, Mm -hmm. um, I noticed that some clients that we do ads for were getting refunds from that time period. Not much. I think it was one was like sixty cents, but something hey, to keep an eye on. Every cent counts. Every cent every counts. Cent does count. Wow. Well, speaking of cents, <laughs> there's a new game plan for growth episode that's out. No, we're not talking about that. What yet. are we talking about? Let me tell you what we're talking about, Keith. Oh. So I was reading this article today about You threw a curveball, by the way. Which I did. goes in line because baseball know. started. So we could talk baseball. But anyway, go ahead. What's the curveball? So in Manhattan, New York, Manhattan, not, not Manhattan, Kansas, but Manhattan, New York. That's the one. Uh-huh. Um, a, an agency for an attorney was getting, you know, really confused about why he could not get his attorney client to rank in the local three pack in Manhattan. So every time they do the search, these, these companies would come up, you know, and they were like the top two pages were ranking above his client and he was saying... You know, I'm doing all I can to get them to rank. Turns out he was doing research. The first 16 listings that were coming up for attorney, or it was a specific type of attorney, car accident attorneys in Manhattan. The first 16 were all fake companies. Yep. They were all fake. All fake. And the reason they were ranking is there was some loophole in the algorithm for this particular location where all these... Um, these lead generating companies were making these fake listing accounts. They didn't have any website listed. They didn't have a any reviews listed. No link backs. There was All an address, though, a physical address. There was an address and a phone number. Okay. So when people would call, these lead generating companies would, you know, take all the information, saying, "Hey, do you need a car accident attorney?" 
And then they would try and go sell these leads to the, the local attorneys wow. that were around. Wow. Yeah, and it was going on for a long time until this guy realized, and he was doing the research, and like, hey, this is all, these are all fake. And all they were doing to get it to rank was actually put Manhattan, blah, 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 car accident attorneys. And Google was, you know, making that power of putting car accident attorneys, getting them to the, the first page. So, anyways, the point I'm getting at is, not only is keyword research important in SEO, but competition research is important too. So if you know who your competition is from the gate, and all of a sudden XYZ, you know, ad agency is ranking above you now, and you've never heard of them in the area before, you know, mm -hmm. potentially. So there are going to be any type of uh, lawsuits pending? And will the I'm attorney, not sure they did. Is he going to go <laughs> after them? Is he going to represent himself? I don't know. <laughs> I don't, what do you think? <laughs> Nothing, because I was reading the reason Facebook went down. <laughs> He's got so Jim has an official. Yeah, I'm gonna statement. try to explain it when we're when you're done. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I thought it was interesting though. That there were sixteen listings that were all fake. Those so are those fake. now removed from Google? They're well. They've he's obviously alerted Google and, and you know is trying to get other attorneys to join him. So I don't know what the outcome's been yet. So we don't sure know if he's ranking at the top now. I'll have to look more into So he actually found it, not the agency? No, like the agency for the attorney. Okay. Because he was doing all this work to get them to rank, and they just they weren't beating these other these other fake attorneys. Uh -huh. So. And I'm sure that happens elsewhere as well. Probably not just New York. Yeah. So John made a good point. So, so now your keyword research and your competition. Now back to Jim. He's got an update on Facebook. Wow. Well, I think it would take a few hours of research just to explain the five-paragraph explanation of why Facebook went down. <laughs> but so I think I think what the easiest way to explain this would be there's a system that checks for invalid data. It checks the live database against the cache database. The cache database exists to serve information quickly out on the internet without actually having to create a database query every time. Because if you had to do a uh, hit the database every time somebody looked for information on Facebook, that database cluster would get overwhelmed with traffic. Well, they updated a value in the persistent database with an invalid entry, which caused every single lookup on Facebook to throw an error, which then uh, had to go back from the cache to the database every time somebody made a request on Facebook. So that crashed or overwhelmed the requests that the database could handle. So they actually, in order to stop it from happening, because there were so many requests coming through, they actually had to shut off Facebook. They had to completely shut it down, let the errors get updated, like correct the error, and then let the cache, uh, cache the correct information so that the error wouldn't happen, mm -hmm. and then slowly let everybody back onto Facebook. Wow. They had to shut it down. Yikes. <laughs> the kitchen is overwhelmed. They had to close the outside door. No one else can come in. <laughs> we can't handle this. <laughs> so it was done internally. Not, there wasn't something on the outside that caused it. I mean, well... Well, that's the their official statement. statement. Yeah. Is that somebody put the wrong value in the database. Mm. An invalid mm. entry. It could have been. So it can constantly throw an error on That's the cache server. Seems like it's always like one button. Remember the Hawaii uh, <laughs> missile one alert? Button. Someone hit one button and it triggered this missile alert. There's right. just one button. It's crazy. 
Do you want to talk about the game plan for growth? You want to promote that? Yeah, we can do that. So we do have our, for our, uh, we brought this up last time about our game plan for growth show. We had episode one, which we talked about inbound marketing, I believe. No, John? episode one was about mm. lead generation terms, um, service level that like you need to know before, you know, as we progress through the series, just talking about, hey, here's some important terms you're going to need to know. And now episode two is out, which is about inbound marketing. Yeah, so with this episode, Rob talks all about inbound methodology, you know, the buyer's journey, being in the right spots uh, where your clients are actually searching for services. You know, it's not, I don't want to give it all away, but it's no longer, you know, you're buy now advertising. Clients and consumers want to research things. They want to make an educated decision. Um, and that's how inbound methodology, you know, helps draw them in and, and make them loyal loyal customers. So Rob talks all about that. Um, you can read, you can watch that on our Facebook channel. You can see it on the Business Journal website. You can see it on our LinkedIn. I think Steph Twitter, got it on our Twitter. Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's everywhere. Well, a big part of inbound marketing involves content marketing. And content marketing, uh, Jim's here to talk a little bit more about content marketing in terms of, I mean, it's been around for a while, correct? Yeah, so I, I was recently um, asked, is content marketing a new thing? And I think people think it's new. Like you're supposed to say it's new. Oh, yeah, it's this new thing and use all the, the latest uh, lingo and terms related to it. Um, but the only thing that's new really is technology and bandwidth, you know, the way we communicate. But the, the philosophy, uh, I guess, the, um, like the concept behind content marketing is the same as it has been for, I, I found some examples of hundreds of years. And uh, on the blog of the Content Marketing Institute, there's an example from uh, Amsterdam, I got it pulled up here, that uh, there was an advertising campaign dating back to 1672 that has all the elements of a typical modern day content marketing plan. So this guy, if I can pronounce his name, Jan van, wait, Jan van der Hayden. Oh, Jan, that's good for the first time. Jan, Jan van der Hayden. German? Has a maid. No, he's a from, from the Netherlands. He's from following. Jan van der Hayden had a maid of fire hose. <laughs> so before the fire hose, you know, there was just like buckets yeah. <laughs> and people passing buckets yeah. to put out a fire. So this engineer created a fire hose and to market it, uh, he has all this different types of content marketing pieces to go along with it. So they actually wrote white papers and printed those. They had a printed booklet that they would hand out to describe all about it, how to use it, um, how effective it is and that type of thing. Um, they also did visual content demos and even a pre-internet iteration of social sharing is what they're referring to this as. So what they did was they made a little booklet and, and dedicated the booklet to the mayor. So the mayor's like, hey, this booklet was dedicated, you know, has my name on it. So the mayor was sharing it. And so mm -hmm. they would pass a pamphlet around and, and eventually the, the mayor and all the districts in town ended up contracting for the fire hose so that... Wow. That, that got sold. So really like, you know, A to Z, the content marketing plan back in, in uh, 1672 there uh, was cited as an example. So it's another example of 
you know, th- these things have been going on a long time. We're really just communicating between humans. We have a service or a product that we're trying to communicate to a particular audience. And that could be anything, a service or product. And in, in my argument, even a religion can be equated to like a marketing campaign. And e- even in today's marketing, when Microsoft sends out a a marketer, they're often called an evangelist. So Microsoft evangelist is a title and they go around and talk about all the great things Microsoft is doing. We might have edited all this out, but I saw a commercial <laughs> today on my lunch break that was like, it was trying it was trying to get you to join the Marines and they had it set up like it was like a Call of Duty reenactment, like all, all these people walking out the red dot site, like uh, weapons uh. and it was like, I'll be a warrior, this like hype up music. I almost joined today. <laughs> You're ready to sign up. I was ready to sign. That might be a, a good topic for another Palo Buzz is how the military has integrated their marketing with video games. Mm-hmm. There are, uh, I'd have to do more research to, to, uh, to talk about it in detail. But I did skim across an article that talked about the military um, sponsoring video games like they're actually creating video game content if you want to know exactly what a humvee looks like or get the specs mm-hmm. on this weapon they are more than happy to give it to the video gaming community wow. to make sure that the real stuff's integrated into the game because yeah. they're not only recruiting you but here's a question are they training you whoa could that Mind blown on that. Could be, yeah. Are they training you to identify threats and shoot? Starting you at a young age and then... Depends what you call of duty, because there's some where you're the bad guy. I got a nephew that knows every rifle and machine gun and the anti-tank missile better than any of the infantry guys that I served with. Wow. And he's like eight. He knows the rounds. He knows feet per second that the rounds travel. That guy's... Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, well that enjoying the Marines. Enjoy the Marines. <laughs> Between that and Keith blaming China. Right? China. Like, oh, <laughs> We're getting real paranoid. Here. Getting real paranoid. It's all about religion and the military and the Chinese taking over the internet. <laughs> should we still do? <laughs> should we still do a fun fact? Yeah. Steph, I think the fun fact is. Steph, why is Stephanie tired today? Yes, Steph, where were you at yesterday? Oh, I went to the Ariana Grande concert last night. Yeah, that it was very fun. Was it was it uh, busy? Was it full of fans? It was full of fans. Yes, I actually funny story. I didn't know I was supposed to bring in a clear bag to the concert, so I had to throw my purse away. What? You threw your purse away? Yeah, it was just from Forever Twenty One, so I wasn't that mad. You threw a purse away. Wow. Yeah, oh I did. Not. I didn't, didn't have a want choice. To walk back to the car. I had to. Right? Yeah, I didn't want to walk now. past to the car, walk back to the car, and a security guard. So I walk in, and the guy goes, "Oh no, you cannot bring that in here." And a, car, a security guard Shit. like escorted me back to this place where you have to check in your bags, and there was oh, like no a line out the door to check in my purse. I was like. Forget this. Oh, so to check in it. your purse. So yeah, you, so you I could have checked it in. <laughs> you threw it away? Yeah, yeah, a lot of people did. A lot of people oh, did. So there was a I'm going to go to the next concert and yeah, wheel that much. dumpster away yeah. and yeah. resell your purses so, back to you on the street. What did you do with the things inside the purse? You just Oh, they gave me a Ziploc bag. So I just had my bag. See, now, you couldn't put the purse in the Ziploc bag. 
lie in your purse. Because, I mean, they checked everything in the purse, but they said, you still cannot bring this in. Like, you know? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I get it. So you're saying... Yeah, what, like, I, could, could I couldn't have do? brought in like, my empty purse. Like, I had to completely It must have just been a zero, ta- a yeah, zero policy no on any ta- bags yeah. at mm-hmm. all. Well, you know... One of the reasons why, obviously, when you go to a concert, they're going to check you. But there was those suicide bombers at the Ariana Grande that's concert in Manchester. La- was that Manchester? Manchester, London, last summer. So that's why I think it's just like her policy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how close were you to Ariana Grande? Um, I was pretty close. I wasn't in the nosebleeders, but um, I was like right on the side. So we had a good oh, view. Nice. Yeah, right on okay. the side up there. So it was a lot of fun. She played all her good songs. Jim, so. what's your favorite song? Do you have <laughs> of Ariana Grande? <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> that's that's the name of it. Yeah, that's it right bang, there. Bang. She's not just her. Is that William Hunt. There's other singers in oh, it. Yeah. She bangs. She... No, no. <laughs> I'm cutting that part out. <laughs> That's getting cut out. There's going to be so much editing. Oh, no, we talked a lot of, about a lot of things. <laughs> Is that an Ariana song? She sang it at her concert, yeah, it's but without It's with Jesse. Yeah, with that Jesse girl and Nicki Minaj. Right. right. Mm-hmm. What's yeah, your favorite song? She said. My favorite song. Wait, let's guess. Guess. <laughs> Thank you, next. Seven Rings, or whatever it's called. <laughs> Seven Rings is actually my least favorite. Okay. Yeah. Well. What would my favorite be? Um, no Tears Left to Cry is probably my favorite song of hers right now. Do you guys know that one? Nope. I just but remember. Check it out. Yeah. Remember, she <laughs> look it up. We can close with the no tears. Did she look a donut on stage? What? Look a donut. You can Google it. Three years what? ago, I think, or three or four years ago, she was caught at a bakery. Was it? I don't know. Oh, if it was yeah. In she was she licking. She licked the donut and put it back. Yeah. Yep. She's and actually, person. someone bought that donut, but I don't know if it ever got. Yeah. It's, that's a valuable donut. You can't get away with anything if you're. If you're famous, right? Can you? Paparazzi. No, you can't do anything. Well, on that note, I guess we'll wrap it up here. For the Palo Creative team, thanks for listening to the Palo Buzz. Make sure to like us on social media and visit our website, palocreative.com. Until next time, this has been the Palo Buzz.